Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Hello, it's David Faulkner here. It's the Alternative Property Management Show. Uh, coming to you, this is the last week in August. I'm joined not with Harrison Vaughan. We're going to tell you a little bit story about Harrison Vaughan in a moment. I am joined with Will Alexander from Bailey's Property Management. And uh, Will, how's it going up there in Auckland? Very good, thank you. Very good. It's early in the morning. I had a terrible night's sleep, but I am here. I am here in spirit and I'm here physically, but... Uh, um, yeah, not too bad. It's a it's a beautiful day outside. So I'm a bit miffed that I haven't been out there enjoying it. But uh, a bad sleep is a bad sleep. Well, I've been out there already, mate. I mean, I've, I've I've done a bit of a little morning walk. I actually I actually dislocated my collarbone on um, fell off a lime scooter. And, <laughs> um, Niggly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been a bit banged up. And I, I'm not, I don't think I'll go on one of those things again. Harrison Vaughan, by the way, guys, you wouldn't make one where Harrison Vaughan is. Uh, well, you know what Harrison's like. He'll get on a party. He's been at the Rhines Awards, and yeah. Um, yeah, he hasn't been seen since. And is, apparently, is... apparently, he's left his wallet. He's left his keys. He's left all his belongings in Auckland. He's stuck in an Uber in Wellington because he, ha- he hasn't got a car. This is typical Harrison. And, yes, it um, is. Yep. We're not surprised. Um, no, as, I mean, as soon as the invite went out for seven a.m., I thought, "Geez, you, you're bloody optimistic." Um, I know two of us will turn up for sure, but um, there you go. He was in fine form on Monday night at the Rhines Awards, and uh, what a what a what a great 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 night that was. It was uh, very impressive, and I have to say, I walked away feeling a little bit embarrassed. And well, Bailey's won thirty four percent of all the awards. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It, it was unbelievable, and I was sitting at the table with uh, Nick and, um, oh, God, I think her name was Deborah from Wanaka, and, I mean, they both needed a suitcase. It was it was unbelievable. Um, so, look, uh, say what you may, but uh, it, was, it was a great, great night for Bailey's, but just a great night for the industry, really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, seeing everyone and celebrating success, it's, 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 a, it's a really cool night. See, see, Bailey's took out a lot of the uh, the Rural Awards, didn't they? I think they just yes. just by a clean sweep of the Rural Awards. Yeah, very very strong in rural. Uh, I was sitting next to Nick, who runs the National Director of Rural. He's a cool guy, and yeah, yeah it, but it hasn't been. It's been a tough year, as we all know, with the flooding, oh, yeah. and you know, it's 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 uh, it's nice to see some of that success um, come through for the rural sector. But uh, the commercial team were a bit annoyed. Um, they been on top yep. for the last five years but uh collie has yeah. got got one over us this year so they uh they're they're a little bit quiet yesterday i have to say in the office yeah, um, yeah. I imagine yeah. lloyd would be happy about that would he i mean he's no the competitive uh, young man lloyd and, he is uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And all lloyd used to play rugby with him back in the day at massey university so uh good bloke good good bugger and uh, we were, I mean, we were thrilled to just, um, I was personally, I was thrilled, wasn't at the awards, but when I got the message through that we'd taken out the small branch uh, for Wairoa. Um, yeah, that was. Management and because uh, they've had, I mean, the stuff they've had to deal with and, and, and not just around the cyclone. And I was in Wairoa two days after the cyclone had gone through, um, able to just get in 
Um, no, it wasn't two days, about a week after, because it was cut off for a week. We had no communication at all with the branch. We didn't know if people were safe and okay. And the stuff they've had to deal with, and um, well-deserved. And they've had good growth as well, because we won a local um, council tender. And um, it's been a little success story, but it's been a battle. It's been a battle, so it was a great morale booster for the guys um, there in, in, in that small remote part of Hawke's Bay. And uh, I recall uh, not too long ago, you said that you really want to win the Ryan's Award. So there you go. And, yeah. I mean, under your, you know, leadership, I suppose you could put that, take, you know, uh, take that one. But uh, uh, it's, a, it's a true team effort, Will, and we've got a fantastic lady in, in, in Tony Wanoa, who, who you know, oh, I'm sure you know well. And yes. she's kind of been doing that Gisborne Wairo region, and she's just been it absolute trooper for us she's been a, done a fantastic job i am um, going to i am going to call tony today on the back of that and say yeah. well done thank you yeah. she's awesome good on you mate good on you anyway anyway what we're going to talk today because we had big news as well last week didn't we um around we did. finally the bill has been has has come out uh, i haven't read it in its entirety i've read about three quarters of it um you know, and, and I mean, this is an intellectual conversation, so it's probably quite appropriate that Harrison Vaughan isn't with us. And, yes. and, and <laughs> Will, what's, I mean, have you had a chance to look through the, the, the draft legislation and, and some of the press releases? And, and if you have, what's your first take on it? Yeah, I have. I haven't read through the legislation in its entirety, um, but uh, Vivian from MB has sent me through sort of a high-level summary based, uh, from the HUD uh, website um, if, for those of you that just want a sort of a summary but which is good I, I look it's a step in the right direction there's no surprises here for me I, I mean I've been yeah. watching some of the commentary come out on social media and you know I think C Catherine Goodwin put out something on LinkedIn you know expressing her frustration that it doesn't encapsulate all landlords but I'm not surprised I think we all knew that it was going only going to be the professional sector there's there's they haven't haven't made a 11th hour change there, so no surprises for me. Look, I, I think it's a step in the right direction. I was talking to the Remuera sales team yesterday about it, and I just said, look, you know, uh, regulation of the industry in itself will bring up the standard and it will result in just the overall better performance of, of the professional uh, sector. And, and, and that in itself will um, help bring bring uh you know justify why people should get their properties managed so look i mean it's it's good that uh, uh the, there's a license compulsory uh, registration and licensing for the property managers and property management organizations so that's great uh, you know there's training and entry requirements whatever that looks like uh industry practice standards so that's good and a complaints and disciplinary process which i think is probably of the full one of the most important parts yeah 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 i tell you what i think um, i mean we'll, we'll come on to the whole aspect around um regulation uh, and, and what's in there but just on a side note this is what i think will happen will this is what i think will happen will that sounds good doesn't it anyway anyway what i think <laughs> is going to happen is i think we're going to see a mass selling off of small property management portfolios in the next few months and the reason why you think this will 
is I think this is just going to push so many of them, particularly ones which don't have a sales division. They're going to have to develop this whole new practice that they haven't had to do before. And so many of them True. don't they don't have trust accounts. So many of them don't have trust accounts. They'll have a, a maybe a separate operating account where they hold clients' money, but it's not a trust account. They won't be audited. So these are the things that I think are, if you're a small operator, not all of them, I've got to be careful that, um, you know, because there's some very, very good small boutique operators there who do the right thing. But there's also, there's a lot of very, very cheap ones where they're operating out of a garage and I'm not poo-pooing that as well because Apple started in the garage. So everyone, we all start somewhere. Um, but with, with, with cheap fees and, and whatever it may be, some of them, I think some of them are just going to go, bugger this. And they'll sell, and they'll sell to bigger players. And this goes back to this whole Joel Davis thing, which we would have talked about a few episodes ago, where he believes that you will not see rent rolls of less than a thousand in a few years' time. And I, I don't know if I hundred percent agree with that, but I can certainly, I believe, and I'll write about it in the next blog, the impact it will have on the industry as a whole. We will see far more properties managed, but by fewer companies. And so, and I actually don't think that's a bad thing because if we've got um, a more consolidated base, it's easy to control those standards. Where if you've got hundreds and thousands and thousands of these small companies, they've got to be inconsistent. And that's where, you know, consumers need the protection. I mean, thoughts on that, Will? Yeah, it's a great observation. I think you're, you're dead right. A lot of people will go, well, this is this is all of a sudden become too hard or too difficult. And you probably will see people go, this is, you know, this is just not me. This is not why I created a business. Uh, I don't, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I, I absolutely think that will be the case. But, you know, that's, uh, that's a good thing. I, I, uh, I, I'm going to be interested to see, you know, if the standards, if there becomes a very big difference between the private sector and the professional sector i think what may happen potentially is the tenants will choose to go with a professional that is held accountable yeah. i mean if i was renting a property with my family that sort of stuff if we move back to auckland because i'm going to get sick of flying who knows um then i would go through a professional for the for the mere sake that they are accountable and um, maybe potentially over time, you know, tenants are going to choose that. They're going to go, well, I don't want to go through a private person because, you know, they, they, they don't follow the rules or there is no process or complaints process, that kind of stuff. So that is going to be quite interesting to see how that evolves over the next couple of years. Uh, you know what, Will? I mean, I think that's already happening. Uh, and yes, I, I do too. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I use my good wife as an example on this not that she's moving out and leaving me i mean this is about finding a son a, a, a property down in christchurch because he's going to be renting in christchurch next year he's going to uh, canterbury university and we're looking to help him find a flat and straight away she's saying he is not going with a private landlord you know he's, he's gonna yeah and he said we're not going to go down that path because we don't want to deal because you know the these real estate. We're actually going with good friends of ours, Will Knight. So we've rented a flat through oh, nice. Tanya. And I know with Tanya. And I know yeah. he'll get looked after. And I also know if he plays up, you know, he's gonna get sorted out. 
And, well, that's, um, that's the other side of the coin, isn't it? Which yeah. is a good thing because, you know, especially with uh, people, uh, you know, going to uni and entering the market for the first time, I think they need to be also, you know, shown the right way as, as well. So, um, you know, there, there's there's two two parts to that accountability coin, I suppose. Um, yeah. What do you think about the three uh, the three tiered licensing licensing structure that they've proposed? So, provisional, yes. standard, and supervisory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, where it's what I think it's more challenging than sales. The, the, there's so many moving parts. You know, to have someone work under, you know, you've got to be get your qualification before you start in sales, and then you've got to work on the supervision. Um, I mean that's just not cost effective because you've got to pay someone. Uh, they're not they're not contractors; they're employees. So, you know, I think what they've done, I'm actually okay with. Um, I do believe the level four should be the benchmark that everyone should have. I think the talk. I'm not got so deep into it, and I could be wrong here, well, but I think you only need to have a level four if you're in like a team leader or a supervisory role. Property brokers we're going to put everybody through the level four um when i was in my real iq days i started that introductory course to property management yeah, that's right it was because my view was it, it's to do the level four from straight off the bat it's too much you need something that will ease you in so we've got our own um uh pm induction property management induction in in property brokers which all the new entrants will do so we've created this this pathway it's almost like you like an apprenticeship type of program um so I like it. I, I, I actually think they, they, they've got it right. Um, we're, and I've actually had a conversation with someone in the REA um, to get the because they've wanted my opinion on it. Um, and I'm saying the things that the REA have to be careful of is, is what you don't want is some landlord phoning up or lodging a complaint because, you know, the property wasn't how they expected it was at the end of the tenancy. Um, you know, tenants will do things which we cannot control and you cannot blame a property manager. You know, and it could be like a dispute which falls within the boundaries of the RTA, but a landlord doesn't like it. And you don't want the REA getting bombarded with lots of petty complaints. So they've got to be very, very clear as to what is worthy of a complaint of investigation through the REA. And the other thing I'd say, well, I'm glad it's coming under the REA, not yeah, the tenants. Yeah. You know, because that would have been an absolute friggin' nightmare. Well, yeah. I think it's good to just uh, emphasise that point to the listeners is that you know the regulatory body will be the REA, which is, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Existing in infrastructure, they've they've set it up. They've been doing it now for some time with the real estate uh, sales side of the business. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing is, you know, the skills level four. Uh, so, are you confident that that will be that will be used, like, say, for example, you're, I mean, for property brokers to invest in putting everyone through that, that's, you know, $100,000 investment, more or less, plus. Are you confident that that will be transferable to, to this new piece yeah. of regulation? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I mean I built real IQ on that, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, that that's going to be the way going forward. Um, so I think what we'll talk about is, is you've got that, 10 hours, you've got to do 15 hours introductory course, 10 hours of compulsory professional development. So I don't know if it's the verifiable and non-verifiable. So there's going to be all these, there's opportunities here for a lot of training networks. Um, 
I mean, I've chosen my path with property brokers now, so I mean, I've left that behind. But there's going to be opportunities out there now, uh, for sure, around that. Yes, there will be. You yep. know, but I also think as the industry consolidates, I think we're going to see the bigger players will become more like you know, we we're a training institution now. Bailey's will become like a training institution. Barfoot's yes. got their own training aspect. So I think a lot of the bigger players will be able to just do it in house as well. And um, you know, so it, it's 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 all goodwill. I think it's all looking very positive. We've got well, what appears to be a two-year time frame. Um, obviously, it will not be passed before the election. So you know, as of the 14th of October, things could change. I don't. Once these things start, I don't think they will change. I think yeah. this is how it's going to look. Um, you know, it, it's it, it, it yeah. So I think it's it's here, and I think it's going to happen, and I think it's good. I think uh, also it's nice, irrespective of the time frame, maybe two years, whatever, it's nice to know now that, you know, it is going to happen. And like you say, it wouldn't have been, got this far if there's going to be changes. They would have done all of that work before putting it out there. And and it, it's it's just nice. I mean, it's it's almost like a goal, a future target that we can all work towards and, and have assurances about, you know, all these businesses out there that are going to invest thousands and thousands of dollars in their people and professional development and skills level for it. it it's nice to know that, that, I mean, it's never was in vain. It was always a great thing to do, but there was always that question mark about whether it was transferable um what about out of scope i mean it's probably something worth talking about because this is you know it's not just the private landlords um it's the community housing providers and their employees um i saw yeah i saw Catherine you know, Goodwin, i saw that i did see yeah. her comments on, Get on say it as it is oh she's bloody fantastic she's a great yeah. woman uh, yeah. and and you know i mean i actually it's very seldom i don't know if i agree with it in terms of the community housing providers should come under it i think they've kind of they must almost have their own legislation what this does it looks very clearly at what is a property manager and 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 i think it's we've got to be very very clear on defining what that is and i think this legislation does that quite well so it's what's called an RPMO, a residential property management organization. So you are you're charging a fee, basically, and it's there to protect landlords. Now, in terms of community housing providers, um, oh God, I mean, I, I just think this would be too difficult for them to fit under this. You know, yeah. when I, when I read it, and and I'm sure the REA are looking at it and they go, "Why are we dealing with these guys?" You know, this this is you know. Um, and, and yeah, so I'm I'm kind of glad that's been left out of it. One thing I will say is that, and we, you brought it up last week with the amount of bonds that our lords compared to how many rental properties that are. Yeah, we definitely need a landlord register because yeah. you know I, I've read through the transcripts of, of uh, part of this legislation, and it says there's approximately 42 percent of houses are managed. I tell you what, yes, will, I saw, no one, that was a surprisingly yeah. low figure. I thought it was higher than that. So, what, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my neck out here. I bet they I bet they don't know. I bet they've just heard someone say it. And I bet you the state have got no idea how many rental properties there are. I bet you've got no idea how many are professionally managed. 
And, you know, you love your data. I'm getting kind of getting it going down that path with what we're doing at Property Brokers. You yeah. can make better decisions if you've got the correct data. What they're doing, I think they're making decisions on assumptions, which is which is flawed. Now, other things that I would like to see come under this as well, which, you know, so a landlord register, I think, is, is, is imperative. We need it. What actually states in the legislation, so if I'm a, a landlord, I can employ somebody to manage my properties for me that an employee of me, mm -hmm. yes. they, don't, they don't come under it. All right, so so they're left separate. Now I'm thinking to myself, so if you've got a property developer who, let's say, you know, Alexander Holdings or something like that, and they build this big build to rent complex, and they decide to employ their own property manager to, to, to run everything, do they come under it? And this is where you start to get the little gray areas. Um, I would say, in the, in the amendments that came out, they defined what is called a large agency of oh in the threshold there was six or more yeah. i wonder if i wonder if that is it i mean when that came out with the amendments i thought that seems to be a bit of a nod to future decisions to me about where though the demarcation line i suppose between what is a private and what is a professional yeah yeah so long as there's clarity around that and i have to say i haven't gone through it all well so, you know, you, you may have read stuff that I haven't. Um, I think that, that's really important. The other thing which I found interesting and I like, but again, I can see loopholes here, is that the Tennessee Tribunal has the power to enforce a private landlord who may be just an utter cowboy says, right, you have to use a property manager. You cannot do it yourself now. We're making you do this. Yeah, that would be good. And I think I think that's a good thing. But again, you know, who polices that? Because oh, well, they, they can't. Yeah, and that's why we need a landlord register. So you know, who owns all these rental properties? We need it. Who owns all the Airbnbs in the short state? Uh, you know, if, if you've got all that information, then you can make better decisions around infrastructure, planning, yeah. um, development. You know, so you're absolutely um, right. The, the, there will be assumptions here for sure. There, there is a lack of data. Absolutely. I have a question for you. Yep. Do you, what do you think with this in place, you know, fast forward two years, three years down the track with this in place, what is then the difference between Australia and New Zealand? Whereas Australia is 90-10 and supposedly New Zealand yeah. is 42-68. Is, is this, you know, what, what, what other pieces are we missing to be, like that well i don't i i i i don't know if we are maybe i mean because smoke alarms is 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 a little bit different in australia it's a bit more robust yep. um things in the i mean uk it's not australia obviously but you know there's, there's things around um gas certification you have to do annual checks on on gas i don't think you have to do that here um so i think we're, we're way on the path now to coming like Australia, where people are just going to go, bugger, trying to do this on my own. It's way too hard. And, with the, I mean, this is what I think, with, that's why I said from the outset, we'll see more properties professionally managed, but by fewer companies, uh, but bigger companies. 
Um, so I think we're well on the way, Will, to, to, to replicating what happens in Australia. And, and I'm sure, at the end of the day, it's tenants who are going to benefit from that, surely. Um, because it's, they know that they're going to be living in a warm, dry home because no property management company is going to be taking on slum properties because um, the risks are just too great. Yeah, 100%. Do you know, when I was talking to the Remuera team yesterday, it dawned on me how, so if you're a sales agent, and I don't want to, no disrespect to those guys, but to become a sales agent, you've got the Real Estate Licensing Act, uh, 2008, yeah. And you've yep. got your non-verifiable and your verifiable training of which totals 20 hours per year. That's it, right? One piece of legislation. So if I'm a property manager, uh, fast forward two years, or even now to a degree, joining the industry, I have to know the healthy home standards. I have to know the Residential Tenancies Act. I have to know the Privacy Act. I have to be familiar with the smoke alarms insulation regulations 2019 the health and safety act pcbus to a degree the fencing act to a degree the consumer guarantees act and then now you've got the regulation and then the licensing regime i mean how many was that that's about 10. it's actually become incredibly specialized hasn't yeah. it when you compare yeah. it to yeah. sales and yeah it actually does, it dawned on me yesterday, I was like, oh my God, to be a very good property manager now, you actually know a lot of legislation. Yeah, you, have to, you have to know a lot. And, and some of the things which I think will come out in the wash in regulation is you see a lot of these houses um, where, you know, you've got a converted flat underneath, which is all probably done to building code, but has it got consent from local council? And yeah. you always get grey marks. Do we, can we rent this out? And all of a sudden, tenancy compliance may investigate you. Do they have the power then to take you? And this is the other question. What happens to the tenancy compliance investigation team? What's going to happen to them? Uh, and will, they, will they go? Or will they have powers to take people to the REA? Uh, and, and do they become bigger? You know, so there's, there's, still, there's still going to be a lot of questions uh, which will evolve as this moves on. And if we get a change of government who seem to it, which is looking increasingly likely i mean you know and if david seymour has anything to do with it i suspect half your bureaucrats are going to be unemployed within the two months of the election so know. You, you know so you may see tenancy compliance investigation team just disappear they may go we don't need it has, you know, has, so, has it been effective the mb uh, I, I mean in your no. opinion the mb audits no, no. And, and, uh, and, and what what is effective? What's yeah, the what's I mean, the, what what is the I, target? I, I think to me, you, you know, you've got to be careful what you say because you end up someone listens to it in tenancy compliance become a target. And um, <laughs> yes, know, but but to me, they're just the 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 targeting people who are trying to do the right thing and some of the nitpicking. Oh, this yeah. word is right on your tenant. I'm just going. I'm thinking to myself, how does this benefit the tenants? Like the whole aspect around putting, you can't, you've got to have a, your price on your for rent sign. It's, I mean, that's just <laughs> nanny state. It's nanny state. You know, yeah. we're, sure. they're investigating all the, the property management companies, right? But, but are they, are they targeting the private landlords? Probably not because they haven't got the resources to do it. So what I, I would do with them, I'd have to get rid of it altogether. 
or, or I'd give them more power and, and give them more resources. And um, but if I had to make a decision one or the other, I'd probably get rid of them. I, I, I'm an advocate of what they're trying to do. I just think that they are, you, you know, it's that there's a, a big pot of landlords out there, 600,000, and best intentions, you know, you just can't cover something that big. I, I Yeah, I, I like it. I just think that, you know, maybe they are, maybe they're not, um, but uh, are they targeting the private landlords? For, for some reason, they keep targeting areas of low social economic uh, areas and particular streets um, don't they target like you know Tonar Street or whatever it is in Wanganui and anyone around that and and that's yeah. got nothing to do with the fact that they're private or professional it's the fact that it's a street that's really bad well it's a podcast in its own right is the effectiveness because one a benchmark is and maybe this is something you do go official information at and find out how many people they've actually taken to the tribunal how much money they've actually won um, or, or they've got in fines. And, and you know, and what's the cost of all of this? The, the cost of the operation, it must be millions a year of taxpayers' money. And, and this is why I'm, I'd probably rather get rid of it because I don't think we're getting banged for buck. Interesting point, Official Information Act. Can, yeah. I suppose you can do that, can't you? We can, we can. We can. Maybe we should, Bill. And then we'll be, we, we, it comes a topic as we, um, you know, wow. come on to, to future shows. Anyway, so, uh, but anyway, well, great discussion, Will. Uh, yeah. it's, the, it's been far better without Alison, uh, I've got to say it. <laughs> hey, he always adds something, doesn't he? Good old oh, he Harry. Always add, he yeah. does add something, he, doesn't he? Yeah. No, he's a good man. But, uh, yeah, I thought you were a bit optimistic with the old 7 a.m. start, but there you go. Um, wrong end of the day, mate. He's like the Kurt Cobain of property management, isn't he? He's, he's just, you know. Oh, is that a good analogy? I don't know. Oh, that worries me. I feel like I need to give him a hug. <laughs> I'll leave that to you, mate. Anyway, so thanks for joining us, Will. For Pleasure. Pleasure. And yeah, we'll, we'll catch him again next week. And uh, remember, tickets for the PMC. Um, Available, full agenda is on the website. We're going to have a Hermione Gardner, who's one of our Australian keynote speakers who's coming to the conference. Um, she's going to be joining us, uh, not next week, the week after uh, on the webinar. So we're going to have a special guest. So we're going to get some of our keynote speakers in um, to, to come on the shows as close as we get to the conference. Uh, so get your tickets. Awards are going to be open up from the 1st of September. You'll be able to get that on our website. And, uh, Will, you take care. Have a good week up in Auckland, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Mike. Have a good day. You Thanks too. For tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.